and welcome to the Without a Paddle podcast, the show where we watch trash TV so you don't have to. I'm Michael Francis. And I'm Alex McCall. And it's actually a good one this week. Uh, comparatively. It had good points in it, but I wouldn't call it a good one. Yeah, we've been going for a rough patch and it's just got slightly more boring and more boring every episode. There were some exciting plot points that came up this week. Yeah, and you know, you have to hand it to Dawson's Creek. It looks like they actually might have plot this time i mean it's not one that involves dawson really yeah but they're gonna they're gonna have to change the name to pacey's creek pretty soon ah yes although he seems to live in the middle of a town and not a creek but you get my point but the main surprising thing about this episode is we're actually really really excited to watch the next one so we're gonna go through this fast and then we're gonna get back to watching it so michael what happens today on this episode today on dawson's creek the ladder falls Dawson's parents don't understand what an open marriage is, and Pacey wants a viper. So, learn about all this and more on today's actually exciting episodes of Without a Paddle. time in Dawson's Creek history, as far as I can tell, this show does not open in Dawson's bedroom. Instead, we start in the garden, and the ladder that Jerry has been climbing since she was a little girl is falling to the ground. Yes, because Jerry is not a little girl anymore. Dawson's father is very aware of this, and feels that having open access to his room for any girl to sneak into is not a good idea. It's about time. Yeah, I mean, she was dating Jen. Yeah. But they never saw Jen sneak into his room, I guess. Whereas, was it last week? Um, yeah. Parents walked in on Jerry and Dawson? Yes. Yeah. And it's been happening for a while. They know Jerry sleeps up there. Yeah. And he's been dating her for a couple of weeks at this point. Well, we've got the whole time thing. I don't know. It must have been a week at this point. Yeah. So um, Dawson tries to get his parents to put the ladder back by saying the words sexual being way too many times yeah he seems to be kind of happy about the way his life is advancing but you know good for him but yeah no he seems to be trying to use logic to his parents emotional reasoning so yeah not a good idea yeah for the first time the parents are doing some parenting and it's a relief to see to be perfectly honest uh the dad is doing some parenting. dad is doing some parenting the mum doesn't seem to give two shits the mum gets very shocked about hearing her son say sexual being and then decides to turn it back on the father. Because, as we know, last week, they were talking about having an open marriage, and apparently she found this instantly revolting, and so decides to now hold this over his head, because why would he even think about doing it? Yeah, it's it's really weird point. Coming from her history of cheating on him, the idea of her being disgusted and sleeping with other people just confuses me. It's not that I can see why she would be confused at first but good grief i mean i don't hate this character because she had an affair like accidents happen and all that sort of things but she's being very unreasonable about the father finding ways to cope with it yeah i'd say so they're still living in the same house they're still sleeping in the same bed he's not getting any space to grieve or process whenever he goes home she's there 
whenever he goes to work, if he goes to work, he's constantly worrying and talking about her. Yeah, and again, does he go to work? No one knows. But it's not even that he doesn't get any break from her, but she keeps bringing it up. Like, yeah. in weird ways, she seems very on a one-track mind, reminding him that she had an affair. Yeah, she's obsessed with getting him to forgive her. Yeah. And the more he brings, she brings up, have you forgiven me yet? Have you forgiven me yet? It's not going to happen. Well, it's not even obsessed with having him forgive her. She just keeps mentioning it. I mean, in the first episode, she was home late, and then she came waddling up and went, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I wasn't having an affair. Like, the car was broken. And there was bad traffic and all that. Oh, I do hope you didn't think I was having an affair. And it's just, she keeps bringing it up. I don't think I've seen one conversation that they've had which hasn't been about her having an affair or hasn't had that information squeezed into it somewhere. Yeah. And then this week, it just gets even stranger. Yes. So the, the dad previously has brought up the idea of an open marriage, as we previously mentioned. Yes. This week, he tries to make rules get to work. No, he doesn't. I mean, at first he says, okay, you don't want an open marriage. Fine. I was just suggesting it. We'll do something else. We'll drop it. It's fine. Just wanted to put it out there. You didn't like it. We're good. Which is, you know, probably the best way you can respond to someone saying, no, I don't want an open marriage. What is wrong with you? Yeah. However, once again, she seems very odd about the whole relationship thing. So we see him at home, apparently scrubbing the paint off a car. I have absolutely no idea what he's doing. Well, he's not working. So. Yeah, I don't know what his purpose is. <laughs> and also, he appears to have given up on the whole cafe design, but we'll get back to that later. I'm all for stay-at-home dad. He's not doing much parenting either. He's doing the most parenting out of any of them. True. But no, he's not really sitting, dotting down and going, well, let's make sure that you have your homework done. Yeah. To be honest, they barely seem to relate to Dawson at all. They keep going out and leaving him in the house. Yeah. And then worrying that he's having sex. Anyway, so he's working on the car, and the mum drives up in the car of some guy from the accounting department. Apparently, hers broke down. Yeah. And instead of getting a mechanic or a tow truck or calling her husband, she decided to get a lift home from some guy. Carrying what looked like shopping bags, gets out of the car, walks around, and it looks like she kissed him. Yeah, we had to rewind and take another look at it. Now, they did kiss. It was on the cheek, but only just. <laughs> yeah, right in front of Dawson's dad. Who, you know, has issues with this sort of thing before. And then they hugged. Yeah. So then she comes wandering up, and her husband is kind of like, well, so what happened? And then she goes... Well, don't you trust me anymore? Yeah, when she literally just kissed someone. She's shocked that he's angry about her kissing a guy right in front of her. I... After declining his open marriage suggestion. Yes. And he, Oh, sorry. As far as he's aware, she's declined it. Yes. Now it's all up in the air. And it gets messier when the dad decides to have fun Thursdays. Yeah. So he's decided, okay, fine. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're going to have an open marriage. Which, by the way, for anyone listening, that's not how you decide you want to have an open marriage. You both come to that conclusion, and there has to be very open lines of communication. As far as he's concerned, the trust is gone, just completely gone. And so he reckons that if they just have Thursdays as date nights when they can go out, do whatever they want, and there'll be no risk of ridicule because they've both agreed to this, sort of. 
So they can do whatever they want, and all that matters is that they be honest with each other, which is a terrible idea. See, I'm all for Thursday fun days, where they go out, he goes for a couple of beers with his friends, goes bowling, whatever. She goes out, has some wine with her friends, and they have a day away from each other where they can just relax. But that's not what he wants. No. He wants a chance to go out and hit on girls at bars. I think. And he's not very good at it. Yeah, so... Next time we see him, he comes in, it's Thursday, and his wife has made him a lovely tea, and he goes, but it's Thursday, I'm going out. And so then he turns around and goes out, and he goes and he hangs at a bar. She decides that, oh, well, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough to me. So she goes out, and she hangs at a coffee house. Yeah, she might have been at Joey's restaurant. I wasn't sure where she went. I don't but... think it was Joey's restaurant, which means that there's more than one restaurant in Capeside. Yeah, and he's trying to build a third one. Yeah. They're trying to put Jerry out of business. Anyway, basically, the dad and the mum realise they have no game whatsoever. They come home, they go to bed, but not before lying to each other about how fun their nights were. Oh, yes, they had a great time. He went, he met some new people, he danced a little bit. It was fun. She went and she had some drinks with an old friend. It was great. And then they went to bed in slowly silence. Thankfully, that's the end of them in this episode. So now that that's got out of the way, back to the central plot. Yes, we've got the awfulness of Dawson's Creek close to the left. Let's move on to Joey. Quickly. Quickly, yeah, this is not going to take long. Yeah, so we first see Joey, and she's trying to get ready in the morning to go to school. Her sister is kind of a chaos. She's just not got her life in order. She's saying, hey, could you go and clean the restaurant quickly because the health inspectors are coming? And Joey's saying, but I've got school. And she's like, oh, it won't, it won't take long. Just, like, wipe down the counters. Oh, and if you could mop as well. Undo this and that and the next thing. It just kind of was a thing. So I think it's important to bring up before we move on. They're trying to say that Jerry's sister is having a single parent and working mother situation going on. As far as we're aware, she's still married to a black French chef. Well, I don't think she ever got married or to she's the still... black French chef. But, yeah, no, he is conspicuous by his absence. Come to think of it, we have not seen him this entire season, and there's been no word on what happened to him. Yeah. Are we just to assume that they broke up between seasons and she kept the baby? But it wouldn't have been between seasons, because there was, like, no space between the seasons. Season one ended with them kissing and began with them kissing. So either at some point since the baby being born, the previously really, really nice guy just vanished with absolutely no word, or he's somewhere else? He's just in another room, but they're saying that he doesn't count. She's a single parent. It just doesn't make any sense, because he used to help Jerry a lot. Yeah. And now it's just Jack in the restaurant. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Jack being Andy's brother. Yes. So after Jerry has stormed out, she heads off to school. And we're introduced to Economics 101. Yes. And also where this episode gets its name. So the general plot around this episode is that the teacher assigns people into random pairs and then they go out and try and budget a lifestyle for the role that they've been given. So, for example, Joey got single mother because no one paired up with her. And Dawson, for some odd reason, he got paired up with Jen and got given... 400 grand a year. Yeah, which is pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, they've got a really easy... I'm sure it's more difficult than it seems. But they seem to get a really easy project. They've got a shit ton of money to play with. 
what are you going to do for you? Yeah. Whereas Casey and his partner, Andy, are really struggling parents. He's a bus driver. She's a clerk, I think. And that was way more difficult to budget. Also, someone had to budget a freaking wedding. <laughs> like, there were these two kind of dude blows sitting at the back. And they got paired up with each other and had to throw a gay wedding, which was amazing. They handled it like chance. They actually did. They were completely, like, aghast at first. But every time you see them from that point on, they're, they're just kind of quietly working away or yelling at each other because someone will have to drive a less nice car so that someone else can have just a little bit... Nicer wedding. No, nicer honeymoon. Nicer honeymoon. They want to go to Europe for the honeymoon. <laughs> so if one of them drives a slightly less nice car, then they can get another week in Europe. A plus students. <laughs> it was really sweet. So, um, Jerry, realizing that she's a single mother, wants to source inspiration for her project. And even though her sister tries to point the spotlight on her, I'll do it. I'm the best. I can do this. She somehow gets a meeting with a really important business person. Yeah, someone who teaches art and is also an interior decorator. Yeah. Uh, who basically makes Jerry's sister feel small about herself. She suggests loads of different things they can do at the restaurant. Well, not entirely. Better. Like, we get one scene with this person at their offices. So Jerry goes in, shadows them a bit, and they are currently working on designing the interior for some Mexican restaurants and then they run some ideas past Joey and Joey says, no, this can't work. I worked in a restaurant. If you have it like that, then that completely disrupts traffic flow. So that's cool. But then Joey comes back out of the meeting full of the joys of life because, you know, it went really well. She'd been kind of confused about what she would do for her career and while this didn't help, it did show her that there were possibilities. The business person offered her a internship if she ever wanted it, which is amazing. Yeah, like that's the best project and the best outcome for Jerry. She gave up a scholarship in France. Yeah. This is something that she can do at home, be close to her family and help. It's amazing. Yeah, I have to say, I really like the fact that she keeps getting opportunities. Like, it's nice to see She just that... has to take one of them. Yeah, true. So, so then she gets back to the restaurant and is going like, oh, this person said this, this person said that. It was amazing. By the way, she offered to mock up some new place plats and menus for us and she had some ideas that would really help with the overhead and stuff like that and the sister kind of blew up yeah i mean i get it's offensive maybe insulting even bit but she was offering free menus free placemats and useful business mm -hmm. advice to a business that is failing well i don't think it's failing but it's not doing well when joey walks in they've discovered that the health inspectors are coming the very next day and so they have to, like, completely tidy everything, and everything is a complete mess. Yeah. But I can, I, and I can see where the sister's coming from. Like, she's going somewhere else for advice, which means she doesn't respect her. I don't respect her. No. To be honest, I mean, yeah, she's working hard and all that nonsense. But, you know, hard work doesn't mean... I mean, it means a lot because you have to work hard, but results are also quite important. And she seems to be relying on Joy for a huge amount of this. She keeps leaving the baby home alone for all we're aware. Yeah, that's the next thing. So Joey and Betsy have a big fight. Joey storms off and Betsy stays to clean up alone with Jack, who is still completely incompetent. So that's interesting. And then the next time we see them, it's the next thing in the morning when Betsy drives up and there's absolutely no sign of the baby, who is called Alexander, apparently, which is a Aww. fantastic name. Yeah, so as far as we're aware, she was expecting to stay cleaning at the restaurant all night. She was expecting Jerry to be at the restaurant and cleaning with her. 
which means there was no one at home. Mm-hmm. Where the hell is this baby? We know the parents haven't got the baby. One of them is in prison and one of them is dead. We know the French black boyfriend is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, so he could have the baby, but we wouldn't know. Yeah. There is nowhere for this baby to be. Yeah. Except alone. Terrifying. Yeah. So, uh, basically, they make up. Well, not at first. Betsy tries to fire Joey at first because, oh no, I am stealing so much of your life. I am relying on you too much, so I will fire you, so it will just be me, Jack, and the possibly now missing boyfriend. I'm sure that will fix my business right up. And she had to pay severance check. I think Marshall has money she has. Okay, question. I'm fairly sure it got mentioned earlier in season one Mm -hmm. that when Joey turns 21, she inherits the ice house. I I have vague memories of that. Yeah, so that was never really explained. No, because this sister has been working her ass off keeping it running. And she has. I mean, we've been saying some less than polite things about yeah. the sister, but she does work really, really hard. Yeah, so there's no reason that Jerry should be taking this restaurant. Mm. Although, if she wants to go get a business degree, come back and work in the restaurant. Yeah, that's good. Or if she wants to go get a business degree, sell the restaurant, and swan off to her own exciting life, that would also be great. Yeah, we just immediately need to make sure that Alexander has a place to go. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they make no reference of it. It's just... This is my restaurant. I can fire you. Yeah. Anyway, they make up. I don't think that Joey was fired, and that's pretty it. much it. Yep. She goes to school. She hands in her report, and she doubtless gets AIDS because that's the kind of person that she is. So, we've finished going through Joey's fascinating life. Let's go for the main character, Dawson, or, as we're actually calling it, Jen's plotline, because Dawson actually doesn't ever make a conscious decision that affects the plot. In this episode. He just follows he, people around like a lost puppy. Yeah, he just kind of reacts. So, Jen gets assigned to Dawson. And that's great because she still has the hots for Dawson. And wants to... Have happy fun times with him. Yeah, they mention it multiple times. Like She's still hanging out with Annie, who is a horrible influence on her. But they're talking about boys, like um, quarterbacks and footballers. And Jen just doesn't see it. She's only in love with Dawson Leary. So she figures that she can use this week as assignment because they have to meet up a lot in private to try and flirt with Dawson and I assume ultimately break him up with Joey? So that she can have him all to herself. I I don't know when this happened. When Jen suddenly became Dawson crazy. Well... (sighs) He does kind of represent stability in her life. I mean, if we're still going on the whole theory that she is depressed, that her grandfather has died and that her life is basically pointless, and she has a history of kind of throwing herself into relationships mm-hmm. to emotionally cope, like, if we go off that, then it kind of makes sense that she'd want to go with Dawson because, you know, they had a vaguely stable relationship. I still think that she should instead focus on Cliff because... There was absolutely no real reason why they broke up. No, not that I can remember. I mean, he did kind of stalk her as a joke, but, you know, everyone makes mistakes. I'm going to assume he went to a different school because we've not seen him in about, well, at least this season. He's currently touring with Helmets of Glory. Oh, that, I really hope that did well. <sighs> we don't so, see film class for a while. 
just at all. No, Dawson got kicked out of film class, I guess, because he was too much of a prick and everyone hates him. We can only help. And I hate to say it, I think that's Jen's storyline. She gets, she puts some sexy clothes on and tries to throw herself at Dawson. He says no. She gets a bit upset. Well, that's not all of it, because in the last night together, she decides to really up her game. Now, up until now, her flirting with him has been kind of leaning against him chest forwards and putting her chin, chin on, on his shoulder, which is not really very comfortable. And then kind of leaning her face up against his and talking about, oh, ah, that fake paper marriage goes so well, we could go to Fiji. It's more romantic. So he wasn't picking up any of that. So instead she put on something that was... I mean, it was supposed to be sexy. <laughs> it was just a dress that was pretty long and covered up most of her boobs. Like... Well, it was also vaguely transparent. Also, it had this neat trick where it could make the strap <laughs> disappear off one shoulder. I mean, it was amazing. There was this one scene where she's leaning against the bed and like the strap kind of like fell down automatically, and I thought that is a sweet move. I wonder yeah. how long she practiced that. But the magical dress in the next shot, the strap was back up on her shoulder, so it's a magic dress. <laughs> she also, and I'm quoting here, painted her lips a bright pouty red and sprayed perfume all the right strategic, places. yeah, in all the right places. Yeah, but this is not enough. It doesn't really work. Dawson says no. Uh, she asks if she can just sleep in his bed for the night because she's so tired. And then she kisses Dawson. But it's important to note Dawson was not okay with this. And he didn't kiss back as far as I was aware. Well, it was very seductive. Well, yeah. Basically, she said, oh, Dawson, I've accepted that you're with Joey. But I don't respect it. Yeah. And I just want you to know that you have options and then she kissed him and then she kind of just sashayed out well she got right around the corner and then burst into tears she didn't like, burst into tears well she was crying was she crying she was crying she got around the corner leaned on the wall and started crying wow <laughs> okay she is not in a good place i'm kind of interested in knowing what happened with the whole friendship there because like it went from them hanging out together all the time to them now not hanging out at all now was this the conscious decision on jen's part did the whole mentioned Dawson and Joey. Joey just being all over each other, kind of Ruin fuck it. all that up, or just what happened? She made a friend with Annie and now just hangs out with her exclusively. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be that. It's really weird. Okay, so nothing happened there, but she very, very much has the hots for Dawson. Yeah. And now, finally, we get to the most important character in this show. Yes, we get Pacey. Pacey. Pacey is amazing in this episode. The first time we see Pacey is when Andy runs up to him and asks if she can borrow his notes from the reading of the night before. He says, ha 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 ha, I haven't done the reading. Ha 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 ha. And she goes, what? How do you, how could you possibly do that? So they bicker back and forth on the way to class. And he says, look, when they ask you a question, just say pass. So they ask her a question and she tries to answer, but then just says pass. She was really upset about it. Like, it looks like she sicked her stomach not knowing an answer. So then when the whole assignment gets handed out, Pacey and Andy were stuck together in a very working class to middle class background. I don't know. I've never really been able to work out the class systems. He's a 
bus driver. Bus driver, and then she is some sort of sales clerk. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and they have three kids. Uh, yeah, family of five. So yeah, three kids. Three kids. So they're really getting into it. Like Pacey wants this car, this Viper, which looks awesome. It's red. But she wants to live in a four-bedroom house, a bedroom for all the kids. Yeah, it was. And a spare, apparently. Yeah. So he just wants a car. So they decide to compromise, and they go around and they look at a lot of different, really run-down, nasty houses. Yeah. But I don't know if you can actually do this. Well, I don't know if you need a credit check, or you can just go and look at people's houses. But that seems really fun. Yeah. But I would happily spend the day going around Glasgow looking at people's flats that were for sale. Yeah, no, you could totally do that. Yeah. I've but... done it a couple of times. It's fun. Yeah, it sounds like a good day out. Like, open houses are the best. Yeah. Hey, free... I feel they give free food out of those things. Not always. But, you know, it's fun just snooping around. Yeah. Um, and then casing the joint. Moving on. So, um, they do this for the majority of the week. And it leads them looking through another apartment, and the um, report is due tomorrow. Yes, and they've not been able to come up with anything because all the places they're looking at is awful. Yeah. So they have a big fight. Pacey says, you don't know me. Here's my life. I'm the black sheep of the family. I can't do anything to get that title off me. I could come home with an A. I could come home with an F. It's not going to change how they react to me. And whereas you are a rich little princess and everything that you know is just... Gems and ice cream, at which point she says, well, you don't know anything about me either, and storms off. It, it is a tragic look into uh, Pacey's life. We always knew he was a bit of a slacker, but I didn't even think that could be the reason. Like, it's really depressing. However, now we see once again that Pacey is the best of people, because his immediate response is, wow, I screwed up here, I what? wonder why. So he goes to Blackstone Jack, who's working at the Ice House. And his Andy's brother. Yes. And asks about it, and apparently their family fortune isn't all it used to be. So that's probably not very good. Well, yeah, it was pretty clear that the brother was working as a waiter in a rundown restaurant. Yes. Like, he might have wanted extra money, I guess. But if he was rich, I can't imagine that was difficult to come by. So it's the next day. All the other assignments are handed in. Including the game wedding ones which sounded amazing yeah they were all very happy and they had managed to sort out all their problems and it was just great it was but they decided on a small wedding a small wedding just family and friends by the beach <laughs> but they were then able to take the savings to put them into their honeymoon it just sounded fantastic yeah very proud of them and andy hasn't really done much because you know they didn't do it from the night before so they were working on this perspective of the wife and she hands in just a couple of thin pieces of paper yeah and then pacey swans in late and hands over the, the folder. biggest folder that i've ever seen and he's just put in so much work to try and finish the project so that he doesn't let her down and it's oh see this is what we were talking about last time this is what an apology is you see that you've done something wrong you apologize and then you work to prove that you're sorry Whereas that has never happened in the show before. We have some basic, basic requirements for these characters and only Pacey is really fulfilling them. So they walk out together, all happy, and Pacey's teasing about what he's wrote in a folder. For example, um, he's put five people in a one-bedroom flat. He did get his viper. <laughs> the family that lays together stays together. Yeah, and... So this is the end of the episode, and we thought, okay, this is not bad. And then the episode kicks it into high gear! So Pacey and Andy 
are walking out the car park. It looks like it's about to fade to black, but then the camera pans around and we get a shot in the wing mirror of a woman in dark sunglasses hanging out outside the school. The glasses are taken off and it's... Tamatha! Miss Jacobs, the stalking teacher, is back! For no reason whatsoever! We actually have plot! This is such a good episode! There's so many places this can go! So many bad, awful places! I I want Tamara either dating his brother or his dad. Yes. So, either, um, or is it stepsister Tamara or mummy Tamara? That would be even weirder! Yes! Like, oh, just... Well, I mean, he's not with Andy, so he could just get back together with Tamara, which would be awful. Yeah, like, that's the last thing I want. Yeah, no, we want Which to... means it's what's going to happen. Yeah. But finally, like, oh my word, this is that was easily the best moment of Dawson's Creek so far. It looked like a horror villain. Yes, it was great, because there was so many issues with that plotline up to now that it was just kind of abandoned. Like, there was a lot of things that we wanted to address, like for the fact that how illegal and creepy that was. But... No, she just kind of sailed off. But now, finally, and the best thing is, it's new Pacey. It's not old Pacey, it's the new Pacey. Yeah, the new, confident, cool Pacey. Yeah, the actual bro Pacey, who goes out of his way to make sure that his friends, even a girl that he professes to not like all that much, is safe and happy. Just, ah, Pacey. So, this has been a relatively boring episode up until the last ten minutes. I wouldn't call it Boring? Well, yeah, it was actually fairly boring. But everything which Pacey was in was good. Some of the stuff that Joey was in was nice, just because we could see her, you know, progressing. Everything to do with Dawson and his family was a complete wash. But, yeah, no. But the ending was fantastic, and now we want to go and see what happens next. Which, you know, this is new! So excited. Yeah. So, So, before we do that, best character for the week? Oh, I think we're in... We've not actually discussed this, but but we're in agreement. It's the gay guys. It's the gay guys. They're not actually gay, but they were thrown in. They were thrown together, and by they are both fates, and they came up with the perfect project. It must be said, like we've mentioned these characters a lot because actually we really, really like them, and they will probably never turn up again. But these guys are just, you know, your typical gym vats, right? So they just hang out in the gym. They're kind of dude blows. This is not who you'd expect to take this project seriously, but they did. And it was very cute. Like, you could see them arguing over little things, but they were obviously friends throughout, and then they came to a mutually understanding solution. Like A-pluses for both of them. Yeah, like, it was fantastic. It was just really cute to see. They were only, like, three scenes. Yep. But those were good scenes. And that that will help them in later life. Yes. They are really prepared to have a real relationship, and it's amazing. Yes. Okay, but I think that about wraps it up this week. Yes, we're going to go and watch Tamara. It'll be amazing. It will. I hope. So join us next time. I was Alex McCall. I'm Michael Francis. And we'll see you further down the creek. We're sorry. Yeah. This has been a Tavern Entertainment production. The music was provided by Lena Tatonen. The logo was by Rebecca Newman. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Tavern Ent. And thank you so much for listening.